We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today I want to introduce you to Matthew. Matthew is a freedive competitor, Canadian record holder, freedive instructor, and also my instructor here in Mexico. And we just wrapped up our four-day course here, and he has graciously agreed, after another long day, to sit down and have this conversation with uh, with me. And I'm really, really excited. He's an all-around awesome human being that I've got to know a little bit here, and so really excited to uh, just share a little bit of who he is and what he does with you guys. So Matthew, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Ariana. <laughs> so I have a list of questions I work through with all of my guests. They're all just designed at getting to know you, your perspective, your experience, uh, what you enjoy, who you are in life. So there's no wrong answers. So just answer as you feel comfortable. Okay. We jump right in though. The first one is, how would you define yourself? <laughs> he rolls his eyes at me like, why? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, I guess right now uh, my life gravitates pretty much around diving and especially um, free diving because it's uh, one of my life goals and at the same time uh, my business uh, and most of my free time as well and traveling. Yeah, and uh, I'm also now a father. I have a little baby, uh, 10 months old. So I guess it's also something that will define me for now on and for the future <laughs> it's a pretty big adventure as well mm -hmm. and he is awesome beautiful baby and always smiling and happy and he's pretty cute he's pretty cute <laughs> and uh maybe one day he's gonna sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah you're, you're getting close <laughs> so they say um what would you say is your favorite food i think uh by far my favorite food is um uh, Thai food. Mm. Like I used to live in uh, in Asia for a while, and uh, my time in Thailand was fantastic, mostly because of the food. <laughs> yeah, I love Thai food, and after after that, uh, I think uh, Italian and French. Yeah. So French. Is yeah. there any is there any special connection with that for you? Well, I'm, I'm half French. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, I can uh, I can definitely. Uh, Definitely uh, appreciate French food. Uh, it's one of the, the very positive side of the culture. Oh, very much so. I would agree with that for sure. Are you reading anything right now? Yes, I'm actually reading the Molchanov's Waveform Manual <laughs> that is uh, still in a draft version to be released end of the month. Uh, so yeah, not uh, very exciting for most <laughs> people, but pretty cool for me. Very exciting for you. So for anybody who doesn't know, Molchanov is the... Uh, yeah, Molchanov is the education uh, system that we use for teaching freediving. And uh, we are a big team of people to put together content, scientific data and uh, way to do freediving in a in a proper way and safe way through different level and the way for is for us the competitive level freediver so it's pretty it's pretty cool it's exciting because it's something that i am actually very interested in yeah so that's awesome it's not like reading a manual would be for some of us no. <laughs> it's actually very <laughs> exciting so that's really cool yeah what would you say is your greatest fear and now this is coming from a place where what you do as a, a a job as a not not just a hobby but as your sport and your life is, is something that terrifies most people but is there something that would you say uh, that you do fear in life yeah I think uh, I will take two um, very different example one is uh, the fear of height I uh, it's not like I don't like it but for example if I do climbing I'm going to be very comfortable in the beginning and then after a couple of meters I will start to tense and then I will have to really work on it to, to try to relax the same way as some people start to freedive very tense and then get down after a while by mastering their fear and stuff like this. So I think that is one that I'm working on because I think it's, it's nice. Uh, the second one uh, more like, uh, s like society related. Hmm. 
my greatest fear maybe would be to end up in jail. Hmm. Um, that that sounds very, especially in Mexico here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I mean, there's nowhere I guess where jail is amazing, but uh, that's something. I, not that I do anything like that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this horror story of people that are in the wrong place uh, at the wrong moment and uh, mm. end up having their life completely collapsed because mm. of something like this. This is something that would traumatize me, and I think I ever dreamed about that a couple of times. Yeah, that's yeah. not something I feel sounds pleasant for sure. No, for <laughs> I, sure. It's a very reasonable fear. Yeah. Hmm. What would you say that you value the most? I think I value a lot uh, honesty from people in general. It's something that uh, makes me connect with someone or not. And I, when I say honesty, it's not to be super wide and super vague. It would say like, you know, like this good vibe that you have from one person that you're like, oh, that person is, I think is a good person. Like, mm -hmm. I, I guess I am, or I hope so. And uh, you can have a nice conversation and, and feel like, um, feel comfortable and feel safe with someone. That's that's something I value in people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's something that you really give to people as well. I feel like you are very genuine when people sit and spend time with you and dive with you. You're you're oh, trustworthy you. and able to be honest. So I, I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I, I, I think I'm. Uh, I'm like we would say like you know a nice guy. <laughs> like uh, absolutely. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But I'm uh, definitely not perfect. <laughs> no, but nobody <laughs> is. But it definitely comes through in how you interact with people, at least from what I see. Okay. <laughs> when was the last time you felt joy? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to know? Yes, of course. <laughs> like pure joy? Yeah. Okay, so um, it's now two days ago or three days ago that was episode five of the book of Boba Fett uh, from Star yes, Wars please. that got released. <laughs> And I felt pure joy during <laughs> this episode. It was so good. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and you you woke up quite early to watch that, right? Yeah, because I want to see it before I can see all the spoiler from <laughs> everyone on everywhere on internet. So because we we train very early in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, and I was in the course with you, I had to wake up around five a.m. to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but totally worth it. <laughs> so you you don't like Star Wars at all. No. No. <laughs> hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Yeah, you also have some of these really cool uh stickers that I just got one of here, which is very Star Wars and Star Wars and uh free diving. Free diving <laughs> themed, which is super awesome. Yeah, so. it's really cool. It's uh it's a <laughs> gift uh from my girlfriend and uh it's a very nice little attention. It's very um it's very fun because it re it represents me f when you know me a little bit you know that yeah and uh and seeing it together like in a drawing <laughs> it's pretty fun <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's it's really cool to, that she put that together for you for yeah. sure that's awesome when was the last time you were afraid and why the last time i was afraid i think was a couple of uh maybe 10 days to two weeks ago uh, my baby got very sick. Mm. Um, we did actually, uh, I'm not sure what happened, like kind of flu symptoms can be, can be even uh, Omicron or who really knows at some point. Uh, but the, the, the baby got sick and you cannot uh, get him tested because he's too young. Mm. And uh, there's nothing else to do than seeing him suffering and being completely off and, uh, and he cannot talk so you don't know what happened. That's not a great feeling. You feel very uh, uh, useless, mm -hmm. and uh, and you're like, oh, you didn't deserve that. <laughs> so I got I, I got a bit of fear because it was pretty long, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was not getting better. Like the next day, we had like a good like four five days where it was getting worse every day. So. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy that so much. But after that, he recovered very well, and it was okay. We're glad he's okay. Yeah, that's very scary, especially as a parent, for sure. Would you say that there's a moment in your life that taught you something or changed you? No, I, I would not say there is a moment in my life that changed me. I think there's a lot of moments in my life that through time and experience uh, and success and fail and many different outcome of different situation 
build what you are right now. So yes, I'm very changed compared to 10 years ago. But it didn't happen overnight. It happened over the, the last 10 years, for example. Yeah. yeah, of course, for sure. What is something you think we have in common? Maybe the love for Star Wars. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Who's I've seen maybe one of them. He's like, um, I'm done with you. <laughs> maybe the cat. Definitely. <laughs> I do like your cat, but I'm allergic. <laughs> I'm failing here. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. um, easily. Uh, I think uh, like I ex like I explained in the beginning, uh, this feeling that you have with someone when you feel out oh, that's a nice person and you can connect uh, in a natural way. I think I feel that mm -hmm. with you and I think you are also someone like like trustworthy. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and honest and that's mm -hmm. the vibe I got and very kind and, and pretty patient. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say that yeah that that mixed with the the this this interest for water and mm -hmm. to, to learn become better and to to learn from experience to become a better human as well I think it's something that we could say we have together I would agree with that and that's definitely uh it's a privilege to share that with you for <laughs> sure but is there something you are currently looking forward to uh yeah I'm actually looking forward to take some time off soon to be able uh, to train and to dive for myself uh, I love teaching and I, I really enjoy what I do and photography etc but there's one time in the year where I prepare for my competitive season and that's great because it reconnects me with uh, my love for freediving and um, this year I'm extremely happy to be back to Vertical Blue in Bahamas for August I will live in um, July and I'm really really looking forward to, to be able to to prepare and then to get there. Uh, hopefully, a couple of months uh, before, I will start uh, con consistent training, still teaching, but uh, training, and then uh, having a, a real break uh, before the comp to be able to, to try to perform and see where I go, and at the same time, uh, see old friends there and uh, discover more of this island and get a bit away from uh, the day-to-day -day life, I would say, even if it's a very exciting life. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's cool. So, what is if you were to describe competition or um, or training for competition? Well, what's training look like for you? It depends. Training is uh, very general, um, but in the beginning, for me, it's going to be to start to allocate some days, maybe two days per week, to one day resting and one day training where I'm not like taking care of training for other, other people. Um, and then it can be first, uh, the beginning of the training will be through some uh, mobility and strength. So not much in the water, mostly like uh, building a bit of muscles uh, and getting a range of motion, working on technique on dry. And after that, uh, trying to put in some pool training consistently, uh, maybe two to three per week would be amazing. Uh, then build slowly toward depth training uh, again like maybe two sessions per week maybe three if I can uh, and finally going to the location and starting the deep training that will be like 100% uh, focused on that uh, without any anything else and mm -hmm. it will be diving and resting basically and then vertical blue is a competition that you you did last year and then you'll be doing again this year and that's in the bahamas in the blue hole yes. so so what does competition feel like for you then uh yeah that competition spe specifically is uh the most renowned competition in the world it's the equivalent of roland garros but for freediver uh and uh it's an honor to be able to be part the spots are limited, there's not uh, so many availability um, and uh, it's really amazing. It's uh, the most beautiful location in uh, almost a deserted island. I don't know if you've been to Long Island in Bahamas. It's a very long island <laughs> <laughs> with not many people on it. Uh, and uh, you have kilometers and kilometers of amazingly beautiful uh, white sand beach with mm. uh, no one 
and sometime you cross someone, so it's pretty <laughs> cool. It changed a lot from uh, the high tourism of Mexico. Um, and at the same time, the condition for diving are the best on the planet. Mm. Uh, it's basically a cenote like we have here, but with uh, salt water and uh, much deeper. So it's absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and your pictures from there um, were just like, oh my goodness, it just looks like so stunning. And getting to watch you dive there was like oh yeah. from uh, online, but yeah, <laughs> not not in person. That would have been cool, but yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's with really that, neat. With that competition, we have uh, the chance to have access to the dive eye technology which is a revolution in the field of deep free diving because it allows people to follow an athlete from the surface to any depth mm -hmm. and then go back with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so that means uh, it's like a drone attached to a cable that is, that is falling with the diver. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a live stream, you can see actually the performance of a diver. So it's really fun to see. Uh, you have nice commentary and uh, I believe this will be our entry for a more mainstream coverage of deep free diving through television as well, because I don't know for you, but me, if I was not a free diver and I, I zap on the TV and I see that, I would stop. I would be like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then I would watch at least for like a good 15 minutes mm -hmm. and maybe get bored, but then I would <laughs> be, oh, okay, so now I know what it is. And I think it's, it's great. So um, for that aspect, also going to that competition is, is amazing for coverage. Uh, for all the people that support you, they can actually see you performing. Mm -hmm. Failing also sometimes, uh, it's part of it. Uh, it's like every, every high-level sport, you, you don't always succeed. But when you do, uh, you can share like, all this happiness. And uh, it, it's really amazing. It's really cool. That's awesome. It really, it, you can tell the, the joy and happiness it brings you when you talk about that. Oh, you yeah, get yeah. Like, a I big really smile and <laughs> really like clearly at, at where, you're, where you want to be. <laughs> yeah. awesome. And then you also, um, so what, what depth did you go to when you were in the last competition there? So last competition, I focused on one discipline almost. Um, for almost all the dives mm -hmm. that are official dives, knowing that in competition of freediving you have one dive and that's it for the day. Mm. And you have a number of days of competition that is set, so you cannot try again, all these kind of things. <laughs> um, so I, I focused in uh, monofin, uh, which is uh, one of the discipline um, that you can bring the deepest in general simply because it's less effort mm -hmm. than some others, like for example, no fins, which require much more oxygen to get to the same depth than mm -hmm. with fins and especially with the monofin. So I dedicated my time to that. My first dive was 80 meter, uh, which was very easy and successful because I wanted to announce something very easy to deal with the mental stress mm -hmm. of my mm -hmm. first dive of the comp, to break the ice, like you <laughs> like yeah. say, and uh, give me confidence for the following. And then after that, I did 90 meter. That was also very nice. Then 92 and then 94. So I tried to build little by little. My maximum successful dive at this point was 90 meter in training, so I was already going uh, deeper than what I did in training, which was already pretty cool. Uh, so 92, 94. 94 was success, but I started to be slightly hypoxic. It, you, I don't think you will see it on the video if you watch it, but me, I know. <laughs> uh, little signs, so it was still uh, very in control, but it was not perfect. And then uh, I took a break, I did a shallower depth for the next day because mentally I was pretty exhausted and I chose to go with bifins um, to just have fun and see a bit my technique also because it's cool to, to be able to have the live feed. Um, so I did 75 uh, bifins and that was very easy and very nice. Then I had one uh, rest day and then I had my last competition day and I didn't know what to do. I was pretty burned from deep, deep diving. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I'm, I have the best safety in the world with mm -hmm. the best condition in the world. After that, I go back to Mexico. I will have uh, only <laughs> 78 meters, <laughs> which is already pretty good. It's super, super deep, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, let's try, uh, let's try to do a bit more and see how it goes. I will try to change my dive plan and to, um, to be more um, focused on my dive. And I announced 96 meters. 
Um, I did the dive, I went down very nicely. Actually, my way down was amazing. Uh, everything went really well for the way down. And then the way up, I tried to power a little bit more the fin uh, to beat a little bit more of the dive time, but knowing I would use a bit more oxygen, I thought it would work, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't, so I had a very short uh, blackout at the surface. So I made it back up, but not conscious, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe I was off for a couple of seconds and I went back. Uh, and then I was like, oh, well, I tried. Yeah. Uh, so it was not a traumatic experience. I knew that there was a risk on that dive. I knew that it, it would not be something like scary or mm -hmm. like potentially a deep blackout that would have consequences. No, I knew that worst case, I would be a bit hypoxic at the surface or maybe a very short blackout, uh, which is never like something that we, we, we want or that mm -hmm. should be even in part of the training. But yeah, it's a competition. I'm a competitive person, so yeah. I took the risk uh, and uh, it would put me back on t at my place. I was like, okay, I'm not <laughs> ready to do that dive yet. Um, so it was the last dive of the competition. And uh, I was like, okay, next year, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I'm gonna prepare better, sim simply. <laughs> no, and that's awesome. And then to give like a little context, because you know, 90 anything meters sounds insane, because yeah. it is insane. So we just finished our training here for my second course with you. And I'm like thrilled to hit 28 meters. <laughs> which is <laughs> which, great. It's which amazing. is great. Yeah, it's, I'm super happy about that. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, that is like you. This is your training is your life, and it pays off clearly. Uh -huh. So that's it's just awesome. So yeah, I think that's. I appreciate you sharing a little bit more context on what that looks like for anybody listening in, so they know. Yeah, it's uh, it's a complex sport because it's um, th there's many parts in freediving. There's a part of mastery of skills because you need to move efficiently in the water and you need to be able to equalize your air spaces, especially your middle ear, uh, efficiently. At the same time, you have a mental part. You need to deal with possible lack of confidence or fears or little anxiety. Uh, or excitement also that is not good for us and uh, there's adaptation of the body is your body ready to go to those depth are you able to have your ribcage compressing enough your reserve of air being big enough do you have the mobility to move efficiently which is then related to technique again mm -hmm. there's so many aspects so it's not a you need to be patient basically uh, it comes naturally and i can tell you that uh, there's always this uh, range of you have your comfort zone and then it starts to be okay but less comfortable and then you have the progress zone that if you go too deep too fast you're gonna fail and then you're gonna have to step back so you need to be patient and uh, if it was just my training for that competition I would not have announced 96 I would have done my 94 again maybe two or three times until it's feeling easy and then try to go deeper but because of that specific uh, occasion I was like okay let's try instead of doing the same thing again mm -hmm. again because it's a competition and I already validated 94 regarding the points yeah and as you said it's the safest setting for you to to push yourself in that way yeah yeah, yeah. for um, sure but for in general in freediving it's uh, one of the things that most people got wrong mm. pushing doesn't work mm -hmm. You need to train and to find solution to fix problem and then to improve, but it should never feel pushy. I, right now, I mean right now, when I was at my peak for that competition, I could do 90 meter with very nice uh, sensation and very amazing dive that were feeling much better than maybe five years ago doing 70 meter that would feel pushed because I was not ready yet and I wanted to go too deep too fast. But right now I know that because I, I have more experience. And um, it's always for you to find uh, the balance between uh, comfort and stepping a little bit out of the comfort zone, but not feeling that you push through because then in that case, the risk of injury is, is, is increasing and everything uh, fall apart at some point. So it's one thing that people uh, generally get wrong. Uh, they think that freediver that goes super deep for example they are like 
like Red Bull, uh, jumping <laughs> mode, uh, yeah. or like uh, or like boxer, like going to to hype themselves to go deep. But no, it's the contrary. They they need to be in pure like calm and and focus and and have a lot of experience and repetition of exactly the same dive beforehand to make it successful. Which actually, I'm pretty sure, is the same for cliff jumping. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. But yeah. What is something you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> for sure. What would you say makes you feel known and valued? So I think uh, professionally, it will be my consistency to do the things the right way and to not cut the corner and to when I teach someone I teach someone for real uh, if not I don't do it mm -hmm. I'm pretty successful in that field for that for that uh, that professionalism that people get when they go to to see me you you know what you're gonna have like uh, I don't know you came back <laughs> so that's pretty good of course yeah but uh, I think people feel that um, without being too stressed and it's not uh, it doesn't mean that it's intense but it's done the right way they're gonna have as much as I can deliver like the right information the right way and and I think that's something people value and then on a personal level I, I'm a, a bit special person like I don't think I'm I'm a bit maybe atypic uh, in a way but but in a nice way <laughs> So I think people generally uh, like that as well. But I mean, cannot please everyone, right? <laughs> no, and we weren't meant to. But no, <laughs> yeah, no. You you do very much give a hundred percent and and teach well and put your whole heart into it. And and that is that comes across. So yes, I did come back, but <laughs> I know I'm not the only one for sure. <laughs> Where do you call home, and what makes it home to you? I think right now uh, home is uh, our little. Uh, slice of paradise in Tulum <laughs> <laughs> because it's been uh, a while that we live here now and uh, my baby is born in our bathtub in that house and I spend most of my time here with my family so I guess right now this is home but my childhood is uh, was in south of France and uh, that's also it feels like home when I come back uh, in a way even if it's not where I would love to go back to live, but I enjoy to go once in a while and to, to feel memories from there. And finally, uh, there's a part of me that feels home in Quebec, in Canada. Again, a lot of memories. I love the culture, I love the people, I love the, the place. If I could uh, freedive more consistently there and have <laughs> the same condition as here, I would be very happy to live in uh, <laughs> To live in Canada again, actually. Um, so, so yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and that's cool. And yes, you do have a very beautiful slice of paradise here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, for anybody listening in too, you're hearing some birds, maybe some cars driving by. We're sitting under the palapa here in uh, in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you wish you didn't struggle with? I'm not sure. Uh, I think we all struggle with things at some point that build us who we are so I think it's part of life mm -hmm. and uh, what doesn't kill you make you stronger you know <laughs> I guess uh, I'm lucky I never had like a very bad health problem like fighting some very strong disease or cancer or stuff like that that would actually be one of my fears as well mm. um, so I will not say I had this kind of experience that were ex absolutely traumatic and that I made it, uh, but barely, you know. Uh, so I consider myself pretty lucky. And I think every other struggle, they can be financial, they can be emotional, they can be sometimes physical. They are not, uh, they were not like bad enough to, to mm. really wish it didn't happen. I think it's part of life. If you don't have any struggle, life will not be life. Yeah, I agree. I guess for sure. What is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? At this stage, I'm pretty confident to help people to be 
more comfortable and efficient in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and definitely. I mean, it's it's it was something that when I first came and trained with you, I was definitely nervous and afraid of yeah, like deep diving. Yeah, for sure. But you you do you do a really good job of helping somebody else work through that for sure and sharing your knowledge and expertise in that. Would you say your life feels steady or uncertain right now? Uh, it used to be extremely uncertain hmm. for years since I decided to leave Canada to make my way through diving and to become a dive professional first uh, through scuba diving and then finally I discovered freediving and I switched to it but uh, I had like many years of pure backpacking uh, extremely broke <laughs> with really nothing with me and going uh, through Southeast Asia uh, to try to make my way one way or another it was exciting but at the same at the same time stressful because anything a bit bad would happen and there's no security no anything like uh, right now I start to be pretty settled I'm uh, yeah I reach a point where it comes together and uh, I have uh, a pretty consistent uh, work in a field that is not very easy I'm in a place that I enjoy where I am legally uh, established, mm -hmm. so this is also something that is uh, pretty cool uh, compared to, <laughs> to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm still in a field that is extremely volatile, let's say, and from one day to another, everything can collapse. Mm -hmm. But so far, if I see the trend of the last couple of years, getting really well like it's getting on track properly so I'm very happy with that so I think awesome. it's, it's getting settling yeah that's really cool yeah. that's awesome okay so if you were to have over 10,000 people listening to you or a large group of people and you were to share a bit of wisdom or something that you think would be important for other people to hear what would you want to tell them I would um, if I had a large crowd listening to for example this podcast <laughs> from very, very different uh, places and, and wealth and, and level and everything. Like I would be like, in, in life, remember that it's not uh, just what surrounds you. It's also, the world is very big. There's many, many things happening, uh, going in every direction. If in your life you feel stuck somehow, in discomfort with like something that seems like a mountain to go over and to finally find more happiness there's always a solution there's always a way to do it to see things in a different way to fix what needs to be fixed if it's financial or if it's like emotional or whatever and to not be afraid to actually do it because mm. it might bring you so much more mm. than staying in a bad situation that you just learn to tolerate because you don't see the, the outcome. And that's something that sometimes people need to hear because they don't have the example of their family or their surrounding or, or their, their friends to show an example that, hey, you can do that. And they think that it's not for them. And that's a bit sad because you see people with huge potential or huge dreams that they're never gonna use or do just because mentally they don't think that it's possible and everything is possible and uh, yeah it's scary sometimes to start over all this kind of thing it's like a bad relationship at some point you need to get out mm -hmm. and and yeah it sucks we don't like it mm -hmm. <laughs> but what is coming after is always positive mm -hmm. it's gonna be up and down but it's gonna make you like such a more complete person at the mm -hmm. end of the line and it's not when you're very old age on your on your bed that you're like oh if only i did this <laughs> let's do it mm. not stupidly of course mm -hmm. in a smart way and in a realistic way but i think uh, sometimes people need to hear that more yeah no i would agree and i think you said that really beautifully like everything's possible yeah don't be afraid and just keep going and and do the work to get where you want to be and yeah don't be having regret at the end of your life. Yeah, exactly. For sure. No, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. What is something you wish people knew about your culture? The thing is, my culture is is very uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's scattered <laughs> in different places. So 
you have the blessing of having a few. Yeah, if I take the French part, I would say, I don't know, all the French cliches are true. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's difficult to add something. <laughs> The wine and cheese are amazing. The bread is good. Yeah, yeah. and we love that. <laughs> and why not? Yeah, and we love to take apéro and. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, sometimes I sometimes I hear uh, people being like, "Oh, French people they don't take showers and they smell." <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from because <laughs> a lot of people from different cultures smell pretty strong. But no, we take showers. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I was a kid, I like a lot. <laughs> uh, so the, the the concept of the French shower is not something that That's a I falsehood. think it's, it's real. <laughs> or maybe it is for other people, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, hmm. It's difficult to answer that question yeah. uh, more seriously because I feel that I have a big part of my childhood, all my childhood that is French, and then my young adult life that was traveling around a while mm. and uh, also a big chunk in uh, Canada that I actually really enjoyed. And then I tried to, to mix with the culture there and to learn and to mm. talk the same way and to get the expressions and, and the way of thinking. And that's something that, that I will not say it's my culture but mm -hmm. it's something that i can definitely recognize and appreciate mm -hmm. so yeah that's gonna yeah. stay uh, with me but then to give some advice about it i'm not at that level <laughs> yet <laughs> no i think that's awesome and you really do i mean even here in mexico really adapt to the culture you learn the language you speak spanish you, you wow. choose to I mean <laughs> but but with the context I have of, a basic care of spanish yeah uh, <laughs> i'm not friends unfortunately <laughs> i'm in a place in mexico where the tourism is very strong mm -hmm. and uh, fortunately or unfortunately depending of the point of view every time I try to speak Spanish <laughs> they always un answer me in English <laughs> so sometimes it's difficult but uh, it's getting better little by little mm -hmm. yeah but you try and I think there's a lot of respect and, and, oh, yeah, yeah. and pride that can be taken in the way you approach culture to be a part of it. And yeah, I, I try to, yeah. to be respectful. Yeah, there's some stuff I don't like and some things I like. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a new country, even if you've been there for a couple of years or what, remember, you're a guest there. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you're not born there. Mm -hmm. So you can have your opinion, but you need to respect the way they do things. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's part of it and it's part of... Uh, integration mm -hmm. uh, it was the same for Canada it's the same for France it's the same for Thailand it's the same for Mexico right now or when I was in Belgium as well um, there's little variation of the way people think and interact and do things you, you have to be respectful even if you don't understand and you will do things differently you can do things differently for yourself mm -hmm. if it doesn't impact negatively other people mm. but you should not judge too strongly how the people do even if it's sometimes look very stupid <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's a reason behind it that mm -hmm. you don't know mm -hmm. so so yeah part of it. there's a lot of value that you share in that and i think a lot of people can learn from that of how to approach being present in another person's culture yeah for sure so yeah i appreciate that thanks would you say you know what your purpose is in life not yet it's fair. i think uh i find something that is interesting that I'm still passionate about, that help other people in a way. But I think I'm not at the end. I think uh, there will be more and there might be a transition to something else at some point mm. that I still don't know what. Yeah, it's cool to be able to feel open-ended about that, I think, often. Yeah. Do you have a favorite tattoo and why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> but some have a very strong significance for me uh, not everything i'm not uh, gonna say that everything needs to be incredible in the world <laughs> of tattooing it mm -hmm. it's super fun sometimes to do some little tattoo that means nothing and that's just fun oh, i'm totally fine with that mm -hmm. in, the, in an artistic way but all my back uh, is covered not 100 percent but i'm gonna i'm ge getting there <laughs> with a bit of time covered with a second and Sakyans are traditional, magical uh, tattoo from Eastern Asia. Mm -hmm. uh, no, sorry, Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Like especially Thailand, Cambodge, Vietnam. 
we don't know exactly where was the the source mm -hmm. if it was thailand or if it was vietnam or cambodge i learned a lot about that i discovered that uh, through muay thai so box thai uh, fighter because i was doing a bit of muay thai uh, back in the days and uh, i saw the statue in the back and i was interested in tattoo already for the visual of it and then I did some research, I was like, oh, what does that mean? Because it's a lot of writing in the language that I have no idea. It's not even Thai, it's not Cambodian, it's not Vietnamese, it's completely different. And um, I realized that it was actually some kind of talisman, like a mm. protection spell through tattoo to help you to become a better person, to make you stronger for Muay Thai, for example, or to protect you from animals if you are like living in the jungle or to uh, help to get for example uh, uh, babies or uh, successful in whatever field mm. and then I started to collect books about that because it was the very beginning of the emergence of this type of tattoo in the in the modern world I would say there was almost nothing on internet um, but in library in Asia, I find a, a little bit of uh, content uh, and then I realized, okay, so it's done by monks or old monks that are not active anymore, but it's, it needs to be done in a temple if they are monks or in a samnak, which is a religious uh, dedicated uh, house uh, with a lot of altar and it's very interesting to visit and uh, they have a lineage of uh, uh, writing that is Khmer, it's the, the name of the, the language, uh, okay. yeah, uh, the, the spelling. The yeah, the script or the way they write, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> with a, a different lineage coming from different wise master uh, from generation and generation and this uh, practice of Sakyant almost died because mm modern society taking over like Asia as well uh, influence from uh, Europe and the States people basically in the population started to believe less and less in those things and to be less interested in it up to the point where the Western world starting started to be like uh, you see how is the society we we have so many tattoos and we are very uh, open to to culture and different uh, style from uh, American style and uh, Japanese style and and then there's starting to be this um, this demand for for actually something different and uh, one uh, person that brought the world of Sakyant in in the um, in the foreground regarding the media was Angelina Jolie hmm. when she first uh, through some time in Thailand did a huge uh, tiger on the lower back uh, and uh, a five line, it's called uh, Hatao, on the, um, the shoulder blade, with of course like all the paparazzi taking picture of her new <laughs> tattoo and be like, what is it? What is it? Mm. And then she was like, oh, it's uh, some uh, holy tattoo um, part of. It's not really, it's not a religion. It's it's more like uh, there's this part of magic in it, but at the same time, it's. Uh, a way of living your life as well that you agree when you get the tattoo and you do it properly with the with the right monk and not in a tattoo shop eh? it's very different mm -hmm. and she explained that a little bit and then uh, it started to be like much more popular and then because some very famous people from the western world started to to actually get interested in that then the local population were like oh actually uh, it's part of our heritage mm. and we are forgetting about this and mm. it's actually cool now <laughs> so let's get some interest back into that I i'm really uh, uh simplifying eh? no it's, i appreciate the history <laughs> and, uh, of it yeah and then um, me in the middle of all this i discover also on my side and i make some research and then i go to see a first uh, ajan which means master mm -hmm. Uh, it took me like four days to find the first one because the location was super hard to find in the middle of Bangkok in uh, Thailand and then you get there nobody speaks any English and uh, <laughs> the dude is not there and then you you leave and then you come back and then there's a line of like 12 people 
and it takes time and you just wait and then at some point it's almost your turn and it's like oh he's off because <laughs> he's tired so that's <laughs> it and come back tomorrow oh you know like it, it was like this uh, okay. now it's much easier now because there's it's more popular mm. but uh, before it was really an adventure and you you deserved it I can mm. tell you and also um, so then you you finally managed to to have it and then you try to explain with sign language roughly uh, it's supposed to be the agent choosing the Sakyan that will protect you based on what is what you wish mm. but uh, me I went directly there with a couple of ideas because I knew the basic design and what they mean mm -hmm. uh, through my research and then you agreed on some and not others because it needs to be done in a certain order and uh, uh, you cannot do like just random things and uh, yeah, I got my first second like this. Then I got my first second like this. Uh, and then I was hooked because it was such an experience. You do an offering, you have the first blessing, then uh, mm. you're in a praying position. You give your back to the, to the Ajahn that is a uh, cross leg, tattooing you with a campsack. It's a long stick of metal with a, a little space at the end, like um, like the old feather to mm -hmm. write, to write mm -hmm. yeah. where he, he dip it in ink and then uh, tap you like it's so it's made of dots. And uh, after that, so it's pretty painful. Uh, those traditional tool, not the modern tool that are called bamboo tattoo. That's pretty okay, but the old campsack, it's pretty painful. <laughs> and it's uh, it's interesting because it makes you go through a lot of emotion mm. during the time you receive the sakyant. And at the end, you have the blessing. And uh, I mean, if if you if you give it a bit of uh, if you give it a little bit of trust, and uh, you want to believe, not not completely like oh that's my new religion, mm. but me I'm not someone really religious, but I gave it something in that I I, I really enjoyed the the way it's, it is. It doesn't try to turn anyone into it. It's just for you. And it doesn't hurt to believe in a little bit of uh, protection. Mm, mm -hmm. It makes you go through adversity <laughs> sometime mm -hmm. when you feel a bit depressed and you're like, at least my seconds are here to help me. And after mm -hmm. that, uh, I went back like many times over a couple of years. And now I have uh, quite a lot on my back. And, uh, and that's the tattoo that means the most for me. No, that's yeah. incredible. I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, like it's really cool to and personal to have something to believe yeah that's there for you and and protecting you and that's a, that is you definitely deserve that it sounds like you earned it there's a lot of oh work yeah. in that for sure to get that yeah so. but it, it was a great adventure it was hmm. amazing and uh, like i said earlier like uh, it's all those things that might be struggle or maybe success or fail or what that makes you who you are and mm. and you will remember the things and it makes you also handle situation in a different way. What is something that you have accomplished that you're proud of? Um, I'm pretty proud to have now a successful freehaving school. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a pretty big uh, accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm pretty proud of how deep I've, eben, I've been able to go with freediving to be now, let's say, in the lower side of elite freediver, mm -hmm. there's still way to improve, but I'm one of the few people on earth that have been able to go multiple time to more than 90 meter on breath hold and hopefully very soon to 100 meter. Mm. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I wish I could say already <laughs> that, <laughs> that, I, that I had this 100 meter dive. I believe you will get it. But I will, I will get it this year, I think. Yeah. I hope. No, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Definitely worth being proud of for sure. So on that line, you have quite a few talents, but if you were to have three talents that you do not possess, what would they be? Um, I'm very bad at singing, like extremely bad. And uh, I wish I could because it's really fun to be able to sing. Hmm. I'm pretty bad at drawing. Mm. And I think you can learn more easily than learning singing, I think, because of the tonality that is mm -hmm. more difficult to get, I guess, if you're yeah, I mean, it's, it's all practice, but uh, I would love to be able to, to make some really beautiful draw drawing. Mm -hmm. So that's something I don't have <laughs> currently. <laughs> I'm pretty bad in uh, social, big crowd, I don't mm. know context, if I don't have a purpose. Hmm. 
hmm. if I'm in front of uh, a big crowd to do a speech, that's one thing. Mm. But if you put me in kind of a party when I don't know anyone and I need to stay there for hours, it's, oh my God, I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but some other people will be like totally in the element mm. and having so much fun to learn ev from everyone and mm. to suddenly be like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be a third one. Yeah. very common, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just personality type. But yeah, that's that's cool. It's funny, people often singing and and art it's not uh, yeah. a, it's not a skill that a lot of us possess no. <laughs> for sure me neither on that so um i could potentially guess what some of this would go to but if you were to have and i'm trying to think of uh, you under you work in dollars as well so ten thousand dollars you have to spend in two weeks what are you spending it on i'm going to long island <laughs> <laughs> to train in that in uh in the blue hole of, uh, of vertical blue. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I would actually yeah. do that. But right now, no. Right now, I will take uh, I will take ten days. Covid possible or yeah. not? I don't know. But uh -huh. I will take ten days to go either to French Polynesia mm. or to go to um, to Tonga mm. to be able to dive with a humpback whale when oh. it's the season. I really want to do that. That would be so cool. And that will be roughly about 10 grand <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess i have to back burner that one for me for a while too <laughs> yeah that sounds awesome matthew thank you so much i really appreciate you sitting down i uh, pushed you into this a little bit <laughs> and thank you um it's been an absolute honor and privilege to train with you these past few days and to learn from you but also just to uh just to share a little bit about what you do and uh, just a piece of of who you are with everybody here so thank you well thank you it was a really good time <laughs> and um, this uh, interview was actually pretty fun I uh, <laughs> was pretty stressed about some of the questions <laughs> no it was awesome I really but uh, look yeah I think it gives like a, a little uh, idea of who I am mm. especially when you don't know me and if you follow a little bit uh, like just general social media or stuff like this you sometimes have an idea of one person and then you discover that it's completely different in real life mm -hmm. and that that is more real life i would yeah. say so. and yeah of course this is just a piece so it's it's never going to be a complete picture unless somebody truly no. knows you but i think it's i think it's just such a gift to be able to share a piece and yeah. and like you said so socials I'll, I'll link all that stuff here so for anybody who wants to follow along with um Matthew's diving or if you're interested in training with him I would highly recommend that mm -hmm. uh, it's Cenote free diving and then Matthew Duval I've said your name I'm sorry very no, wrong it is very, okay okay that's very right okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll link all that here for anybody to follow along but yeah thank you so much thank you for your time I really appreciate thank that thank you Lena thank you for tuning in to this world my view your reviews are what keep this show going so if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.